If you want to write a book and become a best-selling author, you're in the right place. At Elite Online Publishing, we can help you create, publish, and market your book so that it becomes a number one bestseller. We work with a limited number of authors to ensure that they receive the best possible service. So if you want to learn how to write and publish a book that will empower you to smartly grow your brand, business, and credibility, apply today. We look forward to working with you. Hi, everyone. It's Melanie Johnson. All right. The newest, latest, greatest thing that one of the main reasons you're here in the summit is to learn about NFTs, how NFTs are going to affect the publishing industry. And we have with us James Factor, who has started the first NFT publishing company, which is called Book Volts. And he is going to walk us through what he's doing. We're going to explain what an NFT is and stay tuned for a wild ride. Thanks, James, for coming today. No problem. Thank you for inviting me. All right. So tell us a little bit how you got started in publishing and how that morphed into the NFT space. So I got into publishing. I came into a digital publishing house in the UK called Loom Books. And so I was dealing with ebooks and audio since the start. And then a few months ago, like everyone else, I started to hear more about NFTs. And me and my housemate actually started talking about ideas of what we could do with that because his background is tech and entrepreneurship as well. So we just thought there's something here in the publishing world, I think, because the music and art world and the film world had all done huge amounts and it didn't seem like publishing had done a lot. That was the starting point really for our discussion. Let's start people, since only 5% of the planet really knows what an NFT is, Excuse me, give me your version of what an NFT is. My version is NFT stands for is non-fungible token. And I guess that in a nutshell means that it's a token that can't be, it's unique. It's one of a kind and it links to a digital asset, uh, which you can't destroy. You can't uh, hack it. um, You can't trade it in a sense that, for example, So two five-pound notes or two five-dollar notes, you can trade it for a ten-dollar note. So Mm -hmm. that's fungible. An NFT is non-fungible. There is no, there's no replica out there. And it links up to all kinds of digital assets. So videos, it could be images, it could be audio work, anything online you can find, you can link it to a NFT token and that makes it unique. And that token is, we can only start to do that now really because of the rise of blockchain, which is another buzzword that people have been talking about, which is the next evolution of the web is what people are describing it as. Whereas before the website was lots of code floating around all over the place and anyone could access a website code if you sent it to a friend. Blockchain only lets someone with the key get into that code. So it's allowing people to be more exclusive with content And it is reversing this trend of the web becoming the wild west in terms of anyone can hack into anything. It's reversing that trend. So don't you need someone to do the code for you? I'm a publisher, you're a publisher, but I don't know how to do code. So how do you have to try and do you think someone can figure out how to do that themselves or they really should hire someone to do that? That's a good question because actually I don't do the coding stuff myself. It's a friend of mine who really got into it and started to research the best way to do it. I think it's not that easy, especially if you don't have a kind of basic tech background, but it's also not, it's not the hardest thing to get up to speed with once Mm -hmm. you know the stages behind it. I think most people could get to a stage where they could 
create they can mint the word is minting they can mint their own nfts in the future yeah okay so let's say i'm wanting to do this how do i actually buy one so there's a couple of stages to even getting to the buying stage. And the main marketplace at the moment, the kind of the eBay for NFTs is a place called OpenSea. And OpenSea is doing incredibly well at the moment because a lot of artists and film people and anyone interested in NFTs collectibles are going to OpenSea and they are auctioning their products on this website. So if you are interested in owning an NFT, you can go there. There are others out there as well, but it's the main kind of springboard. And you have to set up your own crypto wallet. Now, a crypto wallet is, it's just a secure kind of bank, online bank that only you can access. Like any bank, really, you've got codes to get in there, but it's incredibly secure. And it is the place where you can then access the kind of the blockchain from. And you can store your assets in the wallet. You can trade assets through your wallet. Basically, everything comes through this wallet. And it's a little tricky to get set up. And there are there are quite a few options out there for which kind of company you go through to set up the wallet. But a bit of research, you can get over that hurdle pretty quickly. And then once you've got that, you can go into any NFT auction site and you can start to, to bid for different assets. You will have to convert some dollars or pounds or currency into a cryptocurrency to purchase at the moment. I don't think there's an option to buy through pounds and dollars at the moment, but I think there will be shortly. But for now, it's something like Ethereum, which is the kind of the currency of the blockchain at the moment. And then you put the bid in through Ethereum and that can, that has a exchange rate like any other currency. So you can just convert it back and forth in your wallet and keep it all yeah, on there. Really, you think that you're going to be able to buy NFTs with dollars and not cryptocurrency down the way? I think this is just what I've started to to find in, in researching it. Either this, either it will be an issue, it, it will be possible either through modifications with uh, Ethereum and blockchain, or for example, if we get on when we get onto Book Vaults talking about that, we will make the conversion for the kind of the reader, so they don't have to get into the whole crypto scene. We, we will have the exchange rate and then we will make the trade and just pay royalties or the auction amount in a currency of, of their choice. But doesn't that get, I want to talk about that, that would seem dicey to me because crypto is so volatile that you're making the exchange at a certain rate. And by the time that it launches or does something, crypto just went down. Ethereum went from 4,700 three weeks ago that I think it's like at 3,700 today. So isn't that kind of chancy or dicey pr proposition? I think, I mean, with Bookvolts, the company, when we start to buy into the crypto scene, I think that we're backing basically that it's here for the long haul. And I know that there are, I think we'll play it by ear when we get up to speed with really doing these things en masse. But for now, we'll judge that again later, but I'm obviously backing the whole concept from the start. So it may, we, we would also back everything that goes with it, with Ethereum and Ether. I know it is volatile. There are question marks, which we can discuss around it, but I do think that the modifications coming with the technology I think it's only going to get more secure as it goes on in a similar way to Bitcoin was, you know, no one really understood that now. And it's becoming far more secure than people thought it would ever be at the start. So I think Ethereum and other currencies will come that way as well. Yeah. 
Talk about smart contract, because that's all part of the process. And we haven't touched on that yet. What is the smart contract? To my knowledge, the smart contract side of it is the once the, the token has been created and the purchase goes through, your wallet that you've created has its own ledger, essentially, on the blockchain, where it will make the digital signature and that signature can't be it can't be it's irrefutable as a and it's linked entirely to your wallet so in a sense that that is the smart contract exchange that happens there's no paperwork involved um, between two companies or two bodies it's just a decentralized process so it's kind of there's an egalitarian feel to to ethereum and the blockchain in a sense that it's allowing people to get outside of lawyers or just the legal system in a sense that there's a ledger yeah on on blockchain that will track everything that happens and you can't really question it and it's there for for all of time basically so walk us through we now know you know what an nft is non-fungible token we know how to buy one we know the contract that comes with it so explain to us what you're doing with book vault of how your program and walk us through what you're doing with the book to be make it an nft and the types of books that you're doing so to start with so book vaults is basically just all those products i mentioned earlier those assets we're trying we want to make a book into a digital asset so the thinking behind it was at the moment we have obviously ebooks and we have kindle and those the supply of those ebooks are unlimited in the sense that if you buy on amazon now you're always going to get that ebook into your kindle reader but in a sense that also makes it slightly worthless outside of the kindle because if that went down that system you don't have a record of really owning the digital assets so Book Vaults is promoting the idea that this is a consumable product which you can actually own for yourself through the ledger. And the concept is that people will start to own and actually read digital first editions, we like to call them, of books. New books, old books, basically anything that's that's right. been written, we can turn it into this for the system. And we are working with a lot of indie authors at the moment. We're speaking to the big publishing houses as well about how we can help them out with, with their books. And I think people have really different, they have different value assumptions based on what they're trying to do. So an indie author with a, ten, a lot of readers who are very loyal to that author, they can give input into what they want to see in the NFT book. And you can add in all kinds of benefits that you couldn't do with ebook before. So you can add in audio content, you can have video, you can have a link to the author to have certain chats with them at certain times of the year. It's just turning a fan uh, is giving them all the things they ever wanted with their favorite author, basically. And we would mint however many we think would work. So either 10 or 100 and then the fans can decide what they want to see within that edition. So that's how it works for indie authors. And with larger publishing houses, a lot of them have a lot of bigger states from the past. So all of the classics will be linked to these publishing houses. And you can add in a lot of original content from the actual author's written hand, their notes. You can see what they were writing letters at the time. You can scan this all in and make that into an NFT copy as well and allow people to buy that. So there's a couple of different options there to really help out readers as well. 
So some of that would be in the smart contract, like handwritten things you're getting the book, and then you're going to get the handwritten notes from an author or a video, personalized video or different, like a special bonus content. My other question on the technical side. So when I buy an ebook, I can read it on any device because it's Kindle. So if I'm buying a um, book through an NFT, is it just going to be, if it's all the content of the book, is it just going to be a PDF, which is not available on all of my devices? I have to download it and it's not flowable where you can keep track of where you left off in the book. What exactly are they getting? So we are looking to design the reader app for the NFT books of the future. So uh, with that, they, you wouldn't be able to, uh, so with, yeah, with a Kindle reader, if you had a Kobo reader or another reader, like a PDF format or EPUB will work on any of those. And for now we're using those, we're using those kind of documents for our technology. So the code is linking to a PDF or an EPUB file, but we want to have a place where readers can actually store these books and they'll be able to work as assets separately from, from the website. So you can keep them there and walk around with them and read them. And so in a, Conceptually, it's not too different from an ebook, really, but it's more that you actually own the book and you can prove that you own it through through the smart contract. And also you can add in lots of different bonuses, really, that other readers can't necessarily get. And you can have, yeah, like introductions from the author or even bonus chapters or bonus stories within a deluxe, kind of like a deluxe edition that, that we're creating. Would you make all the deluxe editions the same? Like you'd have 10 deluxe editions and they all have the same thing, or you're thinking you'd do 10 and each edition would have something separate. That's again, that's up to what the author or the publisher would like to do with what they're working with. With the authors we've spoken to, because it's new at the moment and we don't really know what the response is going to be from readers when we actually go with this into auction. So for now, we've just gone with the obviously the main manuscript, an introduction from the author a bonus story, a map of the world. And actually a large part of this, which we haven't even talked about is working with artists to come up with illustrations and designs. So we're including unique artworks of the characters, the main characters from the book. So we're just doing three editions, that's it. And each one will have one of the characters that we've commissioned to be created. So it is really a kind of golden ticket book that exists in any other format. It's available for one person. And the other thing we haven't even talked about is the resale value as well. So because of the smart contract ledger you've got, if in the future that fan who gets the book wants to resell it to another fan who wants to maybe pay more or they want to trade it, that's all completely possible. And it doesn't need any interference. That market, that secondary market can run by itself and the author will be getting payments on those resales. So it's fantastic for the author, really, because they'll be getting, in our model, they're getting 80% of anything that gets sold through this format. And then they're getting 10% of every resale after that. So it's really reversing the trend of, of author profits, I guess, so far. And we think the technology really works in that sense because fans can show that they really support an author. An author can speak to their fans about what they want. So it builds up that community, but also you're getting an asset which you know, may appreciate in value in the future. It may become more valuable over time. You just don't know where it's going to go. 
I want to back up just a little bit because you had talked about the app. So you're saying really right now there's nowhere that someone can house that book or keep it somewhere. It's really just your digital asset that you have that you keep, but, and it'll just be like an EPUB file that they would download and open up and read it and download it on their devices. So it's not like they could have multiple of those and put them in a library at this point, like you have your Kindle library, but you're saying that could be down in the future where there's an app built that will allow them to do that. Yeah. So hopefully if all goes to plan, then March of next year, they will have that. So we, we are in the real middle stages of developing that library, that, that vault, as we like to think of it, where readers can have all kinds of different NFT books in their collection. But for now, it's the auctions going ahead prior to that, because all you need is the code will lead to the EPUB and in any other, as a web domain, any other web search you would do, it appears when you click on the token. But the difference is if you send that token to a friend, it wouldn't work for them on their domain. It only works on your wallet that's linked up to your computer. So it's a little confusing to get your head around, but reads and looks exactly like an EPUB PDF. We'll look to make modifications and improve the experience when we launch our app. But for now, it's completely readable as it is. The difference is it is entirely yours and it's irrefutably your edition. Do you see, you'd mentioned about audiobooks. Do you see audiobooks tied to this? Do you see audiobooks sold separately as an NFT or tied in with the EPUB? I think absolutely. The way that we want to create it in the future is to have all kinds of content that comes with the token. And then when you buy the token and it goes onto your reader app in your wallet, you can then have selection choices for what you want to look at. So you can look at the map, you can have a button that has listen to the audio now, read the book, read the intro, the live link to the author's discussion points. We want to include as many options as possible within that one token. And then it's spread out for the reader or the owner to be able to pick what they, what format they want to look at at the time. Do you see a book tied to an NFT? Like here you're getting the digital and then you have the physical. So the physical would have to be mailed out to them. But then if someone resells it, the other person's going to have to send them that physical book. I think that might be, I don't know how that works. That's why, that's what I think the issue is with that. We did actually have a discussion forum last week with this author's fans about what they wanted to see. And they did suggest that an actual physical book would sweeten the deal, as it were, with any purchase of an NFT in the future, in the early stages. I can see how that would be more appealing to a reader, but... I think, as you just said, it it gets tricky down the line with that smart contract. It's still alluring back to print publishing, which we, in some spirit, we are similar to that because we are, we like to think of ourselves as a first edition publisher, but we don't want to really have any kind of paper, paperback involved in the future. I think we want to push it into whatever the technology, wherever it will take us in the future. I think it will become more immersive and as an experience I think it will become more collaborative with authors and artists getting involved so I think I'd like to move it away from any lingering connections to the print industry. I think Gary Vanderchuk he did something where if you buy x amount of books then you got a chance I think to win one of his NFTs which were totally separate from the book had nothing to do with the book. That's a clever way of doing it yeah that makes more sense I think to get people into the NFT world I can see how Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. So then they get the chance to bid on one of that, one of the NFTs, because I think that's the tricky thing. What else do you see as an author giving away in the smart contract? I think, yeah. So depending on, I think with indie 
authors and larger branded authors that have a real following in that space. I think that it's really about the content that they possibly couldn't have given through traditional publishing. And that's not to, that's nothing, a slight on traditional publishing at all, because they have to hit their targets. They've only got so much room within a book to do that. I think we're seeing it already with authors in this space, not through NFTs, but just they're experimenting with different ways of getting content out there to their readers, which mm. doesn't necessarily have to be through the most traditional routes. So we've seen Salman Rushdie's done it with Substack and he's announced his new book is, is going to be through that and it's going to be serialized and newslettered out to subscribers. So this is a continuation of the idea that authors can have a lot more freedom with what they want to include. So it's, it'll really be very personable to what they are thinking and what they felt maybe got missed out in the first edit or alternative endings that they had in mind that they never used. So because people want to know, I think, about their favorite authors and what they were thinking and the process behind it. For me, I think the audio and the maps and the artwork, I think, enhanced the experience and it's very valuable. But actually, the real value is there's content there which isn't anywhere else. And only certain owners of the token will be able to look at that content for the first time. And I think that's an exciting idea to, to build upon. Well, since NFTs are so new, like we mentioned, I think only 5% of the population, maybe it's a little more now over the next last six months, maybe it's up to 10%, really know what an NFT is, know how to purchase one and are interested in doing it and have the tolerance for the cryptocurrency and the blockchain. How do you market this to get people to want to buy it and have enough excitement going to get people through the process to, to buy these NFTs as books? Yeah, I think carefully is the one word answer. Just, yeah, <laughs> because I think that there has been not a favorable reaction to the idea that people might be trying to turn literary worlds or fantasy worlds into a kind of game. And the one side of NFT world and crypto world is metaverse worlds. And I think that people, as incredibly powerful an idea as the metaverse can be in the next few years, I think that readers just want to read a book. They don't want to be toyed with and brought into, I think, either a set domain where they have to subscribe to certain rules or that's trying to turn them into something they're not. So I think the way that we're doing it at Book Vaults is, like I said, digital first edition, is that you lead publishing first and not you don't lead tech first. So you have to explain why the tech is backing up the idea that we think is valuable. And the idea we think is valuable is that you can bring authors and readers together more closely and you can allow more freedom for authors and you can create different forms of content through this. It's not about trying to build up an NFT empire and lead through the crypto side of it. So I think that's very important and we wanted to do that. And we also wanted to make sure that an NFT in this sense is actually a consumable product. It's actually something to be consumed. It's not there to be just looked at. It's not an artwork or anything else. So we want to make this functionable for the reader. So that's what we want to lead with. And we think that's where the real value for this is. And moving into this space is solving issues, as I've mentioned already, with author representation in some ways, but then also you can use this in a way, for example, as a pre-order rather than going through print. We know how 
temperamental print can be and getting it done in time and the wastage there is with that. This is just another way of bringing out content earlier than the main ebook or the main paperback. It's not there to try and cannibalize other areas of the publishing industry. And I think that the rise of the ebooks have shown that actually there's no reason why these things can't coexist with each other. So we're not trying to take over the digital space because Kindles work incredibly well. If you want that quick read and you want to move on to something on holiday, you're going to get a Kindle. You're not going to get an NFT book. So there's that element to it as well. I think it's just reassuring people this is part of it, but it's not the whole story. And getting them, their heads wrapped around why they want to buy it, something else. Is it worth it? I think the younger demographic is going to be moving into that space more than the older demographic. Someone that's maybe 40 or 50 plus, that's hard. They don't even understand cryptocurrency, let alone to buy something as an NFT. And have you seen this to be gender specific at all? That more males are interested in NFT books than females or females versus males? Do you see anything interested in that? Or even from the author perspective, are you seeing more female or male authors that are more excited about making their book into an NFT? I think from, again, as you say, this is still a very new area and there aren't many people to really speak about this with at the moment. But when we've mentioned the concept and got people's heads around it, the interest we found has actually been pretty evenly split mm-hmm. with men and women. Uh, I don't see a gender bias in that sense from the reader side of it. And from initial kind of author interest that we've had I guess a bit more male yeah that would be fair but again I think that's just because this is it's such a new area I think and for better or for worse the tech world is a male heavy space at the moment and the more it moves into the publishing world which is not male heavy then I think that balance will readdress itself and authors start to find that out yeah so you and I heard you talk about the public domain did you publish have you published an nft book yet yeah, we have. And yeah, it was a public domain book. So we went with Robinson Crusoe as our first sort of test case study because we just thought it's considered the first kind of novel in the English language. And we just thought it'd be nice to get the first sort of NFT version of that first novel prepared and just to see how the thing read and get a feel for the process of making it and also of selling it and things went well with it and uh, we're very happy with it so we moved on to speaking to authors and publishers about getting theirs done as well. I like it that you did you tested the market yourself so how many did you mint of Robin Caruso's book? We just minted one I believe Uh yes I think we did and we went to auction with one of one and that's the thinking behind the next auction we're going to do but then when we move into next year of q1 we'll look to expand that to include 10 or 100 editions of each book depending on the readers so the author's readership yeah and did you uh, and, and i take it someone bought the first one right did you someone purchase one or is it still available and we can promote that you they can go out and get it we had a few, we did have a few bids. I think we decided just to keep hold of it because I think they weren't. I think we just thought, we just wanted to know the process worked and that people would be interested in this in theory. And they were. So I think we just we'll set a minimum amount for this and it didn't, we'll just say it, it didn't hit it, which it didn't really get to the value that we thought it could be worth maybe at some point in the future. But it's interesting, the public domain side of it is conceptually, there's more, I think, debate about that, about doing that. Because obviously... Things like internet's been very good at actually spreading 
classics like that, the literacy of Gutenberg and projects like that. We don't want to really start to ring fence public domain books in that way. Although if there are elements to a new edition that I think can improve it, then it might be worth doing that and making fans of maybe more contemporary authors like George Orwell or Tolkien or some of these other domains. There's a lot of material which... Uh, readers and fans won't probably won't have even seen George Orwell's notes for 1984 or something, for example. And it's available, but it's very hard to actually get hold of those notes yeah. to look at. And if you can create an NFT version which can take you through page by page what is going on, mm-hmm. I think that's actually got real value to it. I think that is adding something to the public domain space. So that's definitely a project that we're looking at very carefully because we think that could be a great idea for enhancing those public domain books. So where do you think an author should start? They're like, okay, I'm in. I want to do a book as an NFT. What should be the first thing they should start to map out for themselves? I think they can start off by just looking at, now that they know the kinds of things that other authors are doing with NFTs, is whether that appeals to them to start with. There's no point just NFTing your book if it's basically just going to be the same as the ebook that you can get on Kindles. There's no point going down that road. It's whether there was something that they wanted to say or they want to offer. If they want to get closer with their fan base, it's a great way to actually speak to fans that you might have following you on social media or your newsletter. And that would be the starting point, I think, is saying, look, I'm looking into this. I don't want to antagonize you in any way by creating something like this. Let me know what you think and what you'd like to see in a version of it and go from there and see what the feedback is and test the water. That sounds like great advice. Thank you so much for coming, James. Tell us, I know you have something for us in the VIP area. Tell us what you have to share with us. Yes. So we, having spoken about how potentially tricky it can be to get a wallet set up uh, to even start to look at NFTs in the first place, we've put together a step-by-step guide on, on how to do that. And the end goal is obviously being able to get an NFT book. We'll be including that in the VIP area once it's uh, ready it should be very soon so we'll get that uploaded for people to look at terrific and all right one last question we've talked a lot about nfts and the the future of that segment where do you see the rest of the publishing industry going in the future yeah obviously nft world i think it will be prominent within publishing in some format and i think that as pricing goes down for it and it becomes more sustainable as you said i think it can be a real growth point for the future but to be honest i think the publishing industry in general is in a really healthy place it's been it's done very well over the last couple of years during the pandemic i know print has suffered a bit more but digital formats have done well and even print's coming back now stronger than ever so i think that we'll see that growth continue audio i think is just going to keep growing as well and yeah just seeing authors taking more chances with how they distribute content and and speak to fans and the technology's there now for them to experiment. So they should go out and do it. Thanks so much, James. All right, make sure you check out that VIP area and thanks for coming. What a great interview. Great, thanks a lot. Thanks Melanie for having me as well. If you want to write a book and become a best-selling author, you're in the right place. At Elite Online Publishing, we can help you create, publish, and market your book so that it becomes a number one bestseller. 
We work with a limited number of authors to ensure that they receive the best possible service. So if you want to learn how to write and publish a book that will empower you to smartly grow your brand, business, and credibility, apply today. We look forward to working with you.